0: Hi, this is David Flowers, senior pastor at Grantham Church, an intergenerational convergent third-way congregation with the Brethren in Christ U.S. and located in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast and for following the sermons that I and many others preach at Grantham. This is a free podcast and it'll always be that way, but if you'd like to give and help further the work we're doing for the kingdom, we'd greatly appreciate it. If you want to do that, you can do that by going to granthamchurch.org and clicking on the giving tab. Whether you're a member of our church or you're listening as a podritioner, it's our greatest desire that you would encounter Jesus and be changed by the good news wherever you are. Anyway, God bless you, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. If you've missed any of the messages so far, you can, of course, go online at grantthechurch.org, uh find the sermons page and catch up that way, or follow on our on a, a podca- podcast online, however, however you do that. Let me introduce our speaker for this morning. Uh, Dr. Sibono Kuthle Nube, we can call her Sibo this morning, confessed Christ and was baptized by the Brethren in Christ Church in 1985. She's been married for 19 years and has three wonderful daughters. And Sibo has 18 years experience in various developmental contexts, including programs in climate change management, climate finance, governance, food security, and nutrition, water and health and hygiene promotion, protection of orphans, vulnerable persons, internally displaced persons, returnees, refugees, and disaster preparedness. SIBO has worked extensively with the Brethren in Christ Church in Zimbabwe, as well as national, ecumenical, and international development partners and programs, including the United Nations, Transparency International, European Union, the Mennonite Central Committee, and Canadian Food Grains Bank. Sibo is currently working on a Master of Divinity in Theology and Peace Studies at the Anabaptist Mennonite Biblical Seminary in Elkhart, Indiana, where she'll be studying for the next three years. So, we are so glad that she is stateside and able to be with us here this morning to share a message entitled, Living Simply as Creation Care. Would you please give Sibo a warm welcome to Grantham Church.
1: Thank you so much, and let's give a clap offering to Jesus. He stopped the weather and allowed me to come through yesterday, and that to me is a miracle of miracles. Thank you, saints, for your prayers. I am evidence that he hears you. I greet you in the name of Jesus, the King of kings and our lord of lords amen i would like to congratulate grantham church and supporting stakeholders for helping our faith formation toward a radical walk of faith with works Um, in this our third way I am humbled by the work of the Peace and Social Justice Commission of Bran- Grantham Church and uh, Pastor David. Uh, thank you for inviting me. and. Uh, taking time to facilitate reflections on the reality of the shifting climate and thinking through some very practical ways uh, drawn from an urgent and much-needed generational response as all creation groans. I am also very thankful for the work of previous speakers um, in this Peace and Social Justice series. Um, Pastor David did uh, the first foundational work Um, and he introduced creation care as a Christian responsibility. I am very thankful to Dr. Rod, um, who gave scientific illumination and some 17 words to underline the shifting climate as the most existential of threats yet in this century and the incontrovertible testimony from science. So I come as your sister, to some perhaps an aunt, to some perhaps a mother, but I come as your sister from the global south um, and the third world, as some may say, where the disproportionate impact of the changing climate is experienced with great violence and pervasive threat of low resilience as the earth to tears during this climate apartheid where the shifting climate is creating a sharp escarpment between the haves and the have-nots. I come here under unction of the Holy Spirit to make an appeal. And I'm not coming as a victim, but as a sister to tell part of our story of what this feels like, and perhaps through Scripture have us think with hope and be motivated to some action as the Holy Spirit illuminates and activates each one. Um, We are going through a imbalances in our biosphere and some of us have inadvertently become part of the injustices um, in the earth today, death, poverty, hunger, thirst, migration, and mass, mass incarceration being some of the consequences coming out of the shifting climate. I am here to tell a little bit about, uh, say, Pumula Mission in Zimbabwe, Pumula Mission of the Brethren in Christ Church in Zimbabwe, where it has become so hard to be church because there is no water to bath and show up clean and wonderful as you have done this morning. There is no water for cooking. And uh, why is that? Because it no longer rains as it's supposed to be. Uh, Yet again, this morning, I come inviting us to consider scriptures that embody the brethren in Christ's core value of living simply. Let's turn to some theological underpinnings of our faith as we seek connection to an active response, as we reflect on living simply as a pathway to creation care. At least this should be nothing new, I think, for most of us, um, yet it could at best be as stimulus to add more fervor to the saints to co-labor all the more with the Lord as we deepen our worship of God through an intentional lifestyle as part of God's reconciling mission, as it were. And can the people of God say amen? Amen. As the brethren in Christ, you are much aware that one of our core values is living simply. Yes? And I'd love to even go by a hashtag this morning so that I am moving with modern speak, so that when I say hashtag, you say creation care. Do you want to try that? Hashtag There you go, and so we value uncluttered lives which free us to love so boldly give generously, and serve joyfully. And in this way, voluntary simplicity implies a very conscious choice to minimize the more is better commercial mindset in today's economy, uh, which draws from an instinct uh, from the self-focused neoliberal capitalistic profit-making and substance accumulation uh, motive to one where we are inspired to fear God and therefore minimalize on our consumption and think more about how in our simplicity we can be liberated to worship him in spirit and truth as part of a community of faith that is moving his mission. And can I share that living simply, therefore, is an intentional lifestyle approach that as the brethren in Christ, in terms of our value system, is embedded in our DNA. And therefore, I'm here calling up a renaissance um, and also calling up our DNA to help us live out what we say we would like to be. And living simply has a place uh, in our emphasis on the community of faith, faith, serving compassionately, and pursuing peace. The simple lifestyle is an embodiment of treading softly on the earth, hashtag, and walking in right relationships with others, hashtag, and walking in right relationship with other life, hashtag and walking in right relationship to the created world. Hashtag. And I'll give an opportunity for you to give a nudge nudge to your neighbor if they were not saying hashtag. And let us um, remember God's charge to humanity in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, where God gives a charge for Adam to steward creation. Man, the man was great. He was given a charge, a taxonomical charge to name things and look after what God had created and declared good. Now, we would find as we try and uh, encourage each other unto simple living, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, we see that simple living is a principal issue. Matthew 6, 19 reminds us, do not gather for yourselves riches on earth. Moths and, and rats can destroy them. Thieves can break in and steal them. Instead, gather for yourselves riches where? in heaven, there moths and rats do not destroy them, there thieves do not break in and steal them, and it is there where your heart will be, where your riches are. Isn't it amazing that some of us have pantries teeming with stuff and ingredients that expired in 2015? Okay, 1974 even. Because we bought far more than we needed. And perhaps those resources may have been used to further the missional intent of God's creation. I'm here trying to rein in on some of the simple things we may need to look out for as we leave the sanctuary today. Let's go with me to 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. The Word of God says the following, Do not love the world or anything in it, If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. Here is what people who belong to this world do. They try to satisfy what their sinful desires want to do. They long for what their sinful eyes look at. They take pride in what they have and what they do. All of this comes from the world. None of it comes from the Father. The world and its evil desires. Desires are passing away, but whoever does what God wants them to do lives forever. Amen. And let's go forward and look at simple living as a kingdom construct. It is a God idea. It is not the church and its doctrine forcing us to live in a particular way, but it is a God idea. And we find in Matthew 6 verses 25 to 34, Jesus, before an interesting audience, after cautioning his audience about um, life and worship of money and mindless accumulation where people have clothes they've never worn for 25 years, but do not want to move them out of the cupboard, Jesus insists, I tell you, do not worry about your life and what you will eat or drink, and don't worry about your body and what you will wear. Isn't there more to life than eating? Aren't there more important things for the body than clothes? People who are ungodly run after all those things. Your Father who is in heaven knows that you need them, but put God's kingdom first. I love the the King James Version that says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. And he says, do what he wants you to do. Then all these things will also be given unto you. Let us proceed and look at living simply as radical action. It is radical action that liberates us to follow Jesus Christ all the more closely in a walk of love so that we neither owe or are counted amongst thieves, about which thieves the Apostle Paul writes. He expressly cautions the Ephesians, and look, let's look at Ephesians chapter 4 verse 28, and he says that anyone who has been stealing must never steal again. Instead, they must work. They must do something useful with their own hands. Then they will have something to give people in need. Sometimes we think we don't have much to give because our hands are clenched, clenched with clutter. And it's time to release some of that clutter. Please, when you hear that a thrift store will be opened, especially by MCC, do not reserve those things that have been folded up for 10 years that are not part of your family heirloom, that you have no idea of. I tell you, you will not wear them again. Fashion trends will send you to the dark ages if you wear that. Please release, open your hand, and resource the work of God as we step up into a new expression of radical love. Now, we will read or consider Scripture from 1 John chapter 3, verses 16 to 19, and also 22 to 24. And I sense it's good that the Word of God is read actively in the house of God today, because the Word of God is so full of Scripture that will reconfigure our minds, reconfigure our attitude, and hopefully be an injection for some young person to arise and do the right thing this morning. We know what love is, don't we? Because Jesus Christ gave his life for us, so we should give our lives for who? For our brothers and sisters, simple living liberates us to love all the more. Suppose someone sees a brother or sister in need and is able to help them, and suppose that person doesn't take pity on these needy people, then how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, don't talk about love. Hashtag. Put your love into action. Hashtag. Then it will truly be love. Hashtag, here's how we know that we hold to the truth. And here's how we put our hearts at rest, knowing that God is watching and he will give us anything we ask. Hashtag, That's because we obey his commands. We do what pleases him. God has commanded us to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. He has also commanded us to love one another, hashtag. The one who obeys God's commands remains joined to him and he remains joined to them. Here is how we know that God lives in us. We know it because of the Holy Spirit he gave us. Hashtag. And here is the solution to climate anxiety. Arise and act. You don't have to be perfect. Just live simply and do the things that are right in front of you as low-hanging fruit to do, because the power of God has also been given unto us so that we may walk in this love that is alive to the need of the brothers and sisters and indeed of the groaning creation as God gave it to us. My fifth point is living simply as defined by our value system as the brethren in Christ Church is God inspired and God supported. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, read from this lens, hashtag. My dear friends, you have always obeyed God. Hashtag, You obeyed while I was with you, and you have obeyed even more while I am not with you. So continue to work out your own salvation. Do it with fear and trembling. God is working in you. He wants your plans and your acts to fulfill his good purpose. Hashtag. So, fear not. Let us not allow the asphyxiating pressure of how this is such an enormous challenge that the climate is shifting and terrible things are happening. There's something that we can do for God is here to empower us to act and fulfill his good purpose. And now let us open Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20, or if you're taking notes, please take note of that. And from that, let us be encouraged, says Hebrews, to take action with the knowledge that God expects us to act and has empowered us to act. There is hope and there is a cure for climate anxiety, as we do our part and hebrews says now god now the god of peace that brought again from the dead our lord jesus that great that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant May he make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. And at this point, brothers and sisters, hashtag we have demonstrated how living simply is part of our ethos as the brethren in christ and that god is not lacking in partners in caring for creation because hashtag he's counting on you and he's counting on me and he's the first stakeholder to his own work and we are supported We are engineered to succeed somewhat between the gifts that he has given us and the work that is before us. So take heart and be encouraged from the youngest in the house to the oldest in the room. Let's be part of a generational consensus of faith with works, and our works demand that our lifestyle be be in tandem with God's dream. For this reconciling mission and so what is today's sermon sermonette or preachy teachy from the sister from zimbabwe saying to you what is this calling us to individually at family level at institutional level as the body body corporate as the church what is it calling us to as brethren in christ church institutions What will you do to co-labor with God for the beauty of the earth in this climate outrage? Will you go on and start reading those research papers that you've been ignoring? Or there's an obvious call for repentance, turning away from those things, that sort of consumption that has been creating victims on the other side of the world. Are you going to turn toward policy action and support the work of MCC and uh, partners who work in that way? Will you participate in institutional reviews that look at issues of sustainability at organizational level? Is it that you're going to change the way you will pray and you will worship after today? What is this calling us to? Are we all called to a change, to think of the incarnate ways demonstrated by the first church, but praise be to God, hashtag, by the spirit of God, there's hope and there's energy. It is not by might, nor by our power, also, by the Spirit of God, that we will be transformed, each one, in our knowledge, in our attitudes, and our practices to live simply. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hashtag. Let us pray. Most excellent covenant keeping God joy of heaven and craving of the earth. You are the great physician here to heal our past, our present, and our future. Inspire us, O God, to touch the earth lightly, to use the earth gently, to nourish the life of the world in our care. Gift of great wonder, ours is to surrender. Trust for the children tomorrow and forevermore, we who have endangered and created hunger, we who have advertently and inadvertently been agents of death for all creatures that live, we who would foster clouds of disaster, God of our planet, please do forestall and forgive. Lord, By our work and through your grace, let there be greening and birth from the burning. Allow your water to bless and your air to be sweet. We speak again prophetically health to the earth as God's garden and hope in your children, and regeneration that only your peace will complete. And Father, today in the name of Jesus, we salute you as God of all life and God of all loving. You are God of the seedling, the snow, and the sun. And today, oh God, teach us, deflect us, Oh Jesus Christ, reconnect us, using us gently and making us one with your mind and perfect plan for humanity. Touch hearts, change minds, and cause us to manifest for the sons of as sons of God for which the earth groans. And so may you continue being God and we your people, and your name glorified time without end. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.